Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out yet another episode of dun, 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 Woke and Baked. And today I am sitting down with my good friend Dave Buttonface. Now, for those of you who have been listening to this show for a while, you know Dave Buttonface is a longtime friend of mine and the owner and operator of 5150 Vapes located in lovely Soldotna, Alaska. Now, if you've been paying attention to the news, you'll know that the vape industry is under attack right now from a whole bunch of state administrations. Governors have had outright bans on vape juices. So I'm gonna say this up front, this is kind of a warning. There's a lot of really strong language on this episode. So if you have your kids in the car, stuff like that, you might wanna turn it down or just wait until uh, you're alone before you play this because this is Dave's livelihood. So he has some very, very strong feelings about what's going on right now and how it is affecting his life and his business. All right, so with that being said, I'm gonna give a solid shout out to uh, our supporters and then we're gonna go straight into the interview. All right, Iron Asylum, located at 35165 KB Road. I'm sorry, KB Drive. Uh, You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Also going on right now, they have a PFD special, which is 12 months of gym membership for $500. And this deal goes on until the 1st of December. So if you are looking for a reason to get in shape and you are looking for something to do with that PFD that is good for you and good for everyone in your family, Man, that is definitely something uh, to look into. That is Iron Asylum. You can find them on Instagram. You can find them on Facebook. They also have a very solid lineup of supplements courtesy of Redcon One. If you're not familiar with Redcon One, they make some damn good proteins. I say that because this morning uh, I took a scoop of the isotope with my coffee. Uh, and I didn't eat an actual isotope. I'm not 100% sure what an actual isotope is, but it was the cake batter protein. That's just their clever name for their whey protein. But I had the cake batter protein, and it's damn delicious. Peanut butter chocolate, it's damn delicious. I also take their pre-workout, Total War, and uh, and I enjoy it. Yeah, there you go. That's that's the best thing that I can say about a pre-workout, is that I enjoy it. I get the feeling that I I feel like I'm supposed to get from a pre-workout. I get that uh, amplification of whatever, uh, you know, that heart racing, that rah. I get that from Total War. So I enjoy their pre-workout. I'm not saying that you will, but I enjoy it. All right, Uh, the Schnitzel Bomber, rated five out of five on Facebook and open Tuesday through Saturday, 11.30 to 8 p.m. For more information, please like them on Facebook and follow them on the gram. They've got uh, weekly specials. They've got regular specials all the time. One of my favorite things to do is just show up and say, freestyle something for me, and then they freestyle something for me. And it's awesome. I'm never disappointed. I let them know what kind of mood I'm in, and then they make that for me because they are they are professionals. Uh, Vinny and Jess are professionals. They know what they're doing, and if you're there, uh, if you're a regular partaker in the Schnitzel Bomber, and you ask them to freestyle something for you, they probably know what you like. Just maybe you want to give them some hints, and uh, and they can freestyle something up for you. It's a meal that you'll never get again, and so that's that in itself is pretty cool. My mother-in-law, when she came up uh, this time last year, whatever, whenever it was she came up, I took her to the Schnitzel Bomber. It was during the winter, I, I know that because it was cold. Um, so it might have been spring, who knows, it's Alaska. But took her to the Schnitzel Bomber, she loved it. She still asks me about it and she talks to her husband about it, who is coincidentally my father. That's how these things work. All right, Red Run Cannabis Company, located in Kenai, Alaska, the makers of fine whole flower cannabis oils, as well as, according to LeafLink, the number one edible in Alaska, Hashade. More of a drinkable than an edible, but I guess you could freeze it and chew on it for a while. That's cool too. All right, so uh, thank you. Thank you to those fine folks. But but very solid shout out to 5150 Vapes. They have been, um, Dave Dave has been one of my biggest supporters uh, for about a year now. And so I felt that it was necessary to give him a platform to stand on to explain what's going on in the vape industry to, to layman's. Because there's a lot of fuckery going on uh, in the vape industry right now. And a lot of it coming from elected officials who are supposed to have our best interests in mind. 
But let's be honest, uh, an elected official's best interest normally only goes as far as whoever's giving them money. And so you see elected officials take knee-jerk reactions and, and have knee-jerk reactions to things that should be thought out, implemented, planned out, and, and dealt with and addressed, but very often they're not. So Dave and I sat down and he explained to, to me and to us what's going on. Now Dave is also flying down in November to partake in a protest in DC. So I think it's important for us to, to know what's going on. The other thing is, most of us have had a lot of fun at the expense of the Kyles and Kaylas out there. You know, the, the vaping, monster drinking kids who we all make fun of. We owe it to them. If we've been making fun of you for five years, then we should defend you for at least six months. You're part of the club. You're part of the team of people who get messed with. So Kyle and Kayla, with your monsters in hand, vaping on your toasted blueberry muffin vape juice. All right, this today, one's good for afternoon. you. Good, whenever it is you're listening to this, thank you very much for listening to this. Today, my guest in the new studio, old, I don't know, partner, friend, brother, kinfolk, Ooh, all that good up. stuff. All right, Dave, Dave Buttonface. Man, are we using... Man, I almost feel like we should, like, with respect, almost <laughs> use the full name, like, for everything that's going Just on, man. Button face is what works. You know, button face works. All right. So, man, there's a lot going on in the vaping industry right now. So let's, well, let's start at the very beginning. This President, uh, President Trump, uh, last month, had a presidential decree, uh, Saying vaping is bad, general basically saying the the United States is against vaping. He at first, what he was saying was there was a youth epidemic, and it needs to be stopped. Okay. Which any vapor, any vape shop will agree that we don't want kids vaping. Now, is it an epidemic? No. Are the numbers they're throwing out there vastly just blown out proportion? Yes. But they say it to where. The term that's used is the soccer moms. Okay. The, the, the mothers and fathers at home that are the nine to five parents, they hear vaping epidemic youth and they just go off. Like, oh my God, my kid's gonna vape. No, that's, that's not what they're saying. They're saying there's increased number, yes. Do we know as an industry, do we have ideas of what caused it? Yes. Do we know for sure? No. But. A lot of the signs point towards the small pod systems that are easy to hide, that are bought in C-stores, which are gas stations, Walmarts, Fred Meyers, Kroger's, all these big, big stores. Yeah. We'll have them hanging up there. So what's stopping a kid from getting one? You know, an employee, I'm not saying anything bad about those employees. I'm not trying to you know, talk bad about them. But if they're a store, they're busy. They have 20 people in line. They're in a hurry. And so, hey, man, let me grab one of those, uh, those jewels real quick. Okay, no problem. Beep. ID, yeah, whatever, been here, I'm in a hurry. And they don't ID. They forget sometimes. There's a large amount of kids that admitted this where they get their vapes from besides online. Well, I think there's that, and I think that, you know, some kids are always going to have, like, a like a like someone who's over the age that can do it for them. And that's something that, that's always existed. So, like, mm-hmm. as, as a business, how do you stop that from happening? We ID every person that comes to that door that does not look like they're over 60. And we have an FDA-approved app that we downloaded from FDA's website that verifies every ID we scan. Beep. It doesn't tell us they're from. It doesn't, you know, doesn't give us our social security or make that. It just tells us their age by scanning their ID. So therefore, there's no clerical error of like, oh, I thought that was a one, or I thought that was a seven. No, we just boop, scan it on the screen. It tells us the age, and then we sell them. Does it make a boop sound? No, but we do it. Or we do it out loud. Okay. I literally was like. Here you go. Just to make it kind I of was fun boop a second ago. Boop we need beep, to boop boop beep, boop boop. Ooh, I like that. All right. So, so you got the app. So you've got that. Uh, what are some of the other things that you do? Um, when someone comes in there and says, you know, hey, I want to buy some juice, but you, they uh, kind of seem very hesitant. We make sure is it. We ask them, is this for you? And when I asked the guy from the state about that, I said, what if someone then lies to me? If I ask them, is it for you? And they say yes, and they lie to me. Am I held liable? He said no. 
you guys cannot be held liable for somebody lying to you. We try our hardest to make sure if we see someone in a car full of kids and one person gets out, we don't settle that car full of kids. And by kids, I mean they can be 17, 18, 16. If they're not 19, I have three times a past month asked an employee, as a kid, well, he was 20 years old, in my story, I checked his ID, he was 20. I said, hey man, I see you have some people in your car, can I see their IDs too? Oh, but, but why? I just want to make sure that they're not underage, this is for them. And they get in the car and take off and leave real quick. It's, we, we don't want to have the risk of kids getting this stuff. That's the biggest thing is, the, the part that makes me mad is, the government's coming after vaping, and they're using kids as the leverage point. Is it a youth epidemic? No. They're using it as such to get vaping off the market because of what it's doing to them financially. That's what all this comes down to. Please explain. In 1998, uh, 10 large tobacco companies came together and signed a deal with the United States. It was for like $247 billion over a 25-year period. Stupid tobacco money. Yes. Yeah. In agreement that they get a kickback from the tobacco sales in that state, that anybody prior that was sick or even the future that gets sick can't sue them. So in essence, the government sold our health down the road for money, which isn't too far off. We all know they do it. But what happened was a couple of these states got greedy. They went to Wall Street, to the banks, and were like, hey, we're getting this stupid money, like $900 million a year for big tobacco. Because they get not only the same money, but a percentage of the sales. Yeah, I think that was my shoe hitting the speaker. Sorry about that. But uh, they get their normal MSA money, yeah. plus a percentage of sales in that state. So these states, like New York, for example, went forward and said, hey, I'm willing to give you all my bonds, all my money for the MSA, if you can give me a lump sum all at once. Banks were like, well, duh, but you're going to take, you know, a percentage off. We can make some profit because you know how banks do. They make their money, which understand business is business. Well, the problem is, as vaping has taken off the past, you know, mainly the past five years, started skyrocketing, America has seen its lowest tobacco sales in history. Which seems good, right? Yeah. We'd be happy about that. We should be celebrating these things. But states are defaulting on their loans to Wall Street. Uh-oh. Which Wall Street don't care what happens. They want that money. No. So there's a lot of questions that then have to be asked. So then this, what happens if the state of New York uh, – so is the state of New York trying to push people back onto tobacco? That is what – Or do, is, is that what you think? That's what I think is they're trying to push people back to cigarettes because if people get back on cigarettes, they get more commission off the cigarette sales. They get more tax money off the cigarette sales. Their bonds are worth more. They can make their payment because – Although this money was settled back in 2004, the governor then showed prosper. You know what I mean? He showed all this money coming in because no one knew where it came from. But, for example, Governor Kumo, which is that lovely individual, you don't want to be the governor in charge when a state, ha- a, state, a state has to claim bankruptcy because you can't afford to pay back the loans because that's a real, a real downer in your career. You know what I mean? Well, it's and that's a weird thing that in the end he'd be the guy that is responsible for the loan, uh, for for the state defaulting on the loan because he wasn't the guy that signed the contract. But until recently, a lot of people have no idea what MSA is. Okay, so please explain MSA. Master Settlement Agreement. That was the agreement made between the big tobacco companies in the United States. Okay. A lot of people didn't know this even happened. They did it very very subtly. You know, just kind of okay, you get that money. Okay, you get that. Okay, cool. No, no big deal. We got this. It should have been on every television. It should have been voted on by the people. Like, hey, do you want us to sell your health down the river? Vote yes or vote no. But they didn't do that. They just said, we'll do it on the sly. So a lot of these states that are banning vaping right now, if you look into it, I'm willing to bet everything I own, a lot of those states are about to default on their MSA loans. Because it wasn't just New York. A lot of states came out and said, hold on, we can get all this money up front. And then pay, and you just keep the money from the MSA? <laughs> Done. But the, the bankers were anticipating a 3% decrease in tobacco sales a year, not a 9 or 12% decrease. That's a lot more of a decrease than they expected. So now the bonds are worth less. 
which means the states make up for that difference. So states want to ban vaping to get more of that money back in. Because if people are on, people who vape like nicotine, if you can't vape, you're going to go back to cigarettes. Okay. So can I, can I play devil's advocate? Here? Of course. All right. So let's, let's roll it back. Um, one of the arguments that uh, people make about mm-hmm. uh, vaping is that the juices, the flavors of juices are directed to children. So um, some of these flavors, pink lemonade, mm-hmm. blue raspberry, toasted marshmallow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, flavors that you, you carry. Yes, I do. Um, now, do you feel that these are made to appeal to children? No. The reason I say that is the adults like flavor. When you eat a steak, do you put any seasonings on it? Absolutely. Why? Because I like flavor. Oh. But all these state governors are saying, well, no, no, no. Flavoring is for kids. And they say, like, strawberry milk is for kids. When if you actually go online and do some research, and I've did lots of research on this, do you know that over 70% of strawberry milk bought is for adults? So if you're an adult and you love strawberry milk and you're tired of smoking a cigarette and you can find a juice to remind you of strawberry milk and not that cigarette and get you off of that, why would you not go for that? I'm I not going to... So therefore, the, the flavors I don't think are... Attractive kids. Now, over the course of years, there have been certain vape, vape juice companies have come out and had labels that we all thought were questionable. Okay? Okay. But even though we were still semi-unregulated by the government as far as, like, our packaging goes and all that, we weren't really black and white what we could do. Yeah. As an industry, we went at them like, hey, no, that is not okay. You need to change this. And as an industry, they did. They changed their labels. They changed their boxes. We self-regulated that out. And this whole thing came out. Everything in diacetyl, everything get a popcorn lung. All vape juice companies stopped producing for 72 hours and looked at their own recipes and made sure there's nothing in it. And then went back to business as usual. Yeah, so what happened with popcorn lung? It was not. It's never happened for vape. So what was popcorn lung? Let's go back to popcorn that. Popcorn lung is when back in the... Late 80s, early 70s kind of area. Manufacturers of liquid popcorn yep. had their employees in there, and when their hands were sitting in that buttery liquid, it would absorb in their skin and give them popcorn lung. Which popcorn lung is just an inflamed lung system from the butters. Okay. They said the main ingredient was the diacetyl, which was in the butter. Then someone said, well, there's diacetyl in vape juice. One manufacturer had one flavor that did happen. And the minute they found out about it, they shut it down and stopped that flavor immediately. <coughs> but still had zero confirmed cases of popcorn in the United States. What it is is the media gets a hold of stuff and runs in left field with it and thinks they're great. Kind of like recently, a guy was uh, in the hospital having major respiratory issues, and the media went to his hospital room and interviewed him. Okay? No big deal. It sounds about right. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah. you agree with this? Then they came out and said... This guy vaped THC and nicotine juice. Everybody's like, okay, makes sense. You know, that happens. He's at the hospital and goes off in all social media. Because that is not what was said. The media turned his words around. And they cut and pasted the interview as they seemed fit. I refused. Because at that point, they wanted to prove that he wasn't lying. But there's a vape, uh, a vape shop. Uh, I believe it was uh, 806 Vapes, who sat down with him, and he admitted he never smoked any nicotine juices. And he was mad when they found, when he found out what they did to him. But at that point, the issue, another issue I forgot to mention to you, Bill, is due to FDA regulations, we can't give any pro-vape commercials on TV. But the media can give tons of anti-vape media. All we have to work with is podcast, Instagram, Twitter, and even Facebook is still iffy. Yeah, it's all of those things are very, very heavily regulated uh, for you guys. I mean, the way that you guys are allowed to, to market and promote yourselves is very sort of directed. Um, one of the things that I saw recently which just kind of blew me away was um, Camel Cigarettes had, uh, it was almost a coloring book. Mm-hmm. Like a color your own camel cigarette, 
uh, boxes. Like, what fucking world are we living in where we're saying that grown-ups can't get uh, flavored nicotine juices? However, you know, because it might appeal to children who, by the way, the children are going to be pissed off because you're limiting their choices in the future because you're trying to protect them as kids, uh, but you're more concerned with, um, with I don't know, the presentation, uh, how it's going to look to um, to voters. That's right. And generally speaking, like I'm, I'm not 100% sure on the statistic of this, but most voters that we have now are people, are, are older folks who are consuming uh, that very basic media that is given to them on network television and, and even to an extent uh, cable television um, because it's they're really, well, you see it with Sinclair Media who, uh, when they're partnering, you, you point out to me with the Tribune, um, going out to 73% of homes in the United States uh, will be recipients of, of Sinclair Media productions. And you're seeing the same news repeated over and over. All you have to do is Google uh, Sinclair, just go to YouTube, Sinclair media compilation and you will get a good five minute video of news reports from all over the United States where they're saying the exact same thing but it's really supposed to feel localized because mm -hmm. this is our our local news reporter Dave Davidson well the part of your laugh is they, they all say all this fake media being rehearsed this was wrong with our democracy and they're all saying the same thing written to them. And the thing is with the, with the media is they can say all the negative about vaping and how it's killing people, it's killing people, it's killing people. And the way the law is, we cannot rebuttal it. We can't say prove it. We can't say that's false, show real information. Because we're not allowed to be on TV promoting anything. So I had a conversation with a, a physics professor. Okay. This week, and we're at a point in the in the world, in the universe, in society, where truth and science are subjective, mm -hmm. where you can be provided stacks and stacks and stacks of evidence, and you can very easily say, "Well, I just don't believe that." The problem is, is with the, with the in the case of vaping, is there's not a lot of evidence being provided that it's coming from the flavored nicotine juice industry, right? It's, it's the information that is coming out is coming out that it's, uh, it's actually these black market THC cartridges. And rather than address, you know, issues uh, like the bigger issue of, of freedom and, and do you have uh, what, what these things, uh, what access should look like in these states, whether or not, uh, you know, in these states that are um, medicinal or, or recreational, um, should they, should it even be some, should it even be illegal? Um, rather than making it about the, those sorts of questions, uh, we're, we're having a knee-jerk reaction to something that probably has 50 or 60 other things that need to be addressed first. Well, the media is going to jump on it because the states are telling them we need to find a way to shut this industry down because what we discussed earlier, they want They money. want money, yeah. It all comes and down to money. The, the thing that makes us mad is, I don't know his name right now off the top of my head, but I'll, I'll get it for you later on. But uh, there's a guy, he's the world leader in, I don't know what the word is, pulm, pulmonary? Pulm, pulm? Pulmonary? The long, the long doctor dude. All right. Okay. He is overseas, and he actually wrote the criteria for what our colleges say you have to fulfill this, 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 and this to get this degree. He's the world leader in this. Okay. He approached the U.S. Uh, he approached this uh, to them and said, "Hey." I just did a 10-year study on vaping out of my own pocket, and here's the lengthy novel of information proving it is 95.5% safe. Well, safer than cigarettes. And guess what our government said to him? Probably nothing. Probably didn't acknowledge it. They did. They said, you don't know enough. 
Who do you think you are to tell us what's healthy and safe? And he rebought, this is all in the news. There was a, big, uh, there was a uh, interview with him. He said, really, I wrote the criteria for your doctors, and I'm telling you. And then he went to, our, to the guy from the, the rep, uh, representative from the White House, and he said, that's above you. Really? The guy who wrote what's good? Or the British Council of Physicians, 3,600 physicians, world leaders in what's healthy and safe, coming out and saying, hey, this is 95.5% safe. I need you to look up that guy's name real quick because it, it, it's very interesting that you bring that up. So when Jeff Sessions was attorney general and he was attempting to develop his own policy on cannabis going forward, one of the, the people, well, some of the people that he brought in were um, long-term like uh, anti-cannabis propagandists. Um, Folks from the you know the, the the moral right, the moral crusaders who were uh, very anti-cannabis, and that was the folks. Or those are the folks that he were, he was bringing in. He was bringing in uh, morality for policy, um, and rather than looking up science and, and using facts, he was going with people's gut feelings, and um, and not even gut feelings. People who um, have a vested interest in being against something. Uh, one way or the other, and he was getting his advice from those people. And I don't think that that's necessarily the best way to go with it, especially if you're talking about um, policy for something that uh, many, many people are, are using for medicine uh, that they are, are getting from. So, the, But that's speaking to the, the, the cannabis. But going back to, I think, how this affects uh, your industry and, and how you guys make money is you guys are dealing with a lot of uh, a lot of really uh, crazy uh, propaganda. You're looking at um, like the me like folks in the media who are intentionally editing um, and manipulating people and manipulating um, interviews to get folks to say whatever it is that they need them to say. Keep in mind, I didn't eat the baby song in the. Uh, in the intro to the last episode where I had uh, um, uh, Miss Ocasio-Cortez agreeing that we need to eat the babies. Uh, so I'm all about putting words in other people's mouths, but I'm, I'm up front in that that's bullshit made to make you laugh. Um, this, is, this is actually, you know, it's news. And I think my bigger point is that when it comes to these ideas, they're made to scare old people. And, and I will break this down to you. The evening news is provided to you in 12-minute blocks to get you jacked up. And it's always opinion pieces. Fox News, MSNBC, where these, these fucking fake news networks, they're opinion networks. And for 12 minutes, they get you jacked up. And then and they tell you right at the end of that 12 minutes, we'll get... We'll get back to that in just a minute. We'll we'll finish that thought. But over that two-minute break, they're selling you fast food. They're selling you a car uh, that you're going to have to get a loan to, uh, to purchase. Uh, and then they're going to sell you heart medication heart or, or a sleep medication that will give you um, erectile dysfunction and depression. And those, you know, that's what you got to balance. I actually got a medication recommended for me it came up in my facebook feed it was some something or other fucking thing but it was all warnings before it got to whatever it was that it was actually supposed to relieve me of the whole thing was this can cause anal bleeding and thoughts of depression and Possibly death, but it was fucking like a, a podiatry. It was like a foot thing. Like, fuck you guys. All right, sorry. Um, I can't find anything right now. I found a lot of other stuff, though. Okay, what you got? Just lots and lots of stuff about... What should people, what should people Google if they're looking for the correct information? What are the, the search topics that well, you would main, recommend? The main thing I've, tell, I've been... Like, I did a little... Uh, if you've heard my new radio ad locally, I mentioned about Google MSA Tobacco. Okay. Get your information about that. There is tons of articles on there. And if you want, there's a government base because, as we all know, supposedly, government is transparent. Yeah. You can see all the financial stuff. If you, go, if you Google MSA Tobacco, 
you can pull up a government-based website from USA.gov and see all the MSA stuff written in black and white. Research that. Research out the fact that British Council physicians are promoting it. Over in Europe, they have vape shops in hospitals. So I hear the argument to that, and I've done absolutely zero research, is that the difference that we're talking about is the quantity of nicotine that's being dispersed yeah. uh, in the United States versus Europe. The argument is that Europe is much lower in the nicotine dosage. Is that true? Yes and no. Because we're, we're, yes. we're, we're big gulp, yes. right? Well, here's the deal. I laugh at that, so I'm glad you brought that up. So happy. Good, because I enjoy that this is America and I can get refills on popcorn. Okay, so here's the deal. When vapors come out and say the British Council physicians over in the UK are promoting vaping, the US tells us, shh, don't care. They don't know nothing. Don't care. Ignore that. Then turns around and says, we give, we have too much nicotine compared to the UK. They only allow 20 milligrams. We allow 50 milligrams. So hold on, you're telling us they're saying it's healthy, or it was 95.5% healthier than a cigarette. Ignore that shit. Well, let's follow their laws about nicotine uh, quantity. Oh yeah, selective enforcement, selective listening. So the vape you have industry, a kid. Yeah, the vape industry has come forward as a whole and said, let's do that. If you'll back the fuck off, we'll throw down to 20 milligrams only. Do you know what originally brought the vape industry vape juice to go up to 50 milligrams? Give it to me. Jewel. Okay. Who's Jewel owned by? You tell me. Altry. Tell me who Altry? Marlboro. So, wait. You're telling me that the folks that push for the increase in nicotine uh, juice... It, are, are moral. Okay, that makes it, it's not like that doesn't make a lot of sense. It, it, I, oh, it gets even better. It give it gets to me, even Goose. better. Give it to me. Um, the president of Jewel contacted lawyer's office recently. Tell me about this contacting said, lawyers. Hey, let's set up an account with you if anybody's got sick or anybody feels that they've been targeted by Jewel, or anybody feels addicted to Jewel, they can sue us, they can come to you. We will settle a lawsuit with you. Then guess what the, the president of Jewel did? What? Quit the next day. Is the, is the lawsuit still happening? Yes. But it gives vaping a horrible name. If anybody feels targeted by vaping by Jewel, if anybody feels this by Jewel, because for some reason the media puts Jewel as vaping. All right, so this, uh, this comes from the lawsuit uh, or from the website of levinlaw.com. This is the Jewel Lawsuit's Addiction Injuries. The Jewel Lawsuits claim the manufacturer of the Jewel e-cigarette devices deceptively marketed a highly concentrated nicotine delivery system to teenagers and young adults in order to get them addicted to Jewel products. Our law firm is representing individuals who became addicted to nicotine as a result of using Juul. We have been handling lawsuits against product manufacturers since 1955. We are listed in Best Lawyers in America and the National Trial Lawyers. Uh, Lawyers. I wonder where, where do you go to check out the National Trial Lawyers Hall oh. of Fame? Who else is inducted? I, I, I want to know who is in the 95 class. Um, so electronic cigarettes, also known uh, as e-cigarettes, e-cigs, and vaping products, are designed to look like cigarettes, writing pens, USB flash drives, and other common products. These devices use a liquid that contains nicotine and various types of flavors, as well as pro propylene glycol. Probably propylene glycol. And glycerin. Yep. The liquid is heated through the use of a battery and heating coils. The liquid becomes a vapor where it can be inhaled, which is why it is often referred to as vaping. Now, be hold on. Let's stop real quick. Pause. All right. Now, Juul, uh, going towards the higher strength of Juul, they have up to a 59 milligram Juul pod. Okay? Which means about 5.8% of that pod is straight nicotine. Okay? Now, let's just drop down here a little bit. And as a vapor, I can tell you, 
a six milligram through a device like the one I have sitting right here in front of me. Tell me what you have. I have a Vupu Drag Nano Platinum with a free max disposable tank. And I can vape a lot. But guess what? Six milligrams of that's very harsh. How many refills do you get off of your, uh, off of, um, your uh, replaceable tank? Yeah. yeah. About three weeks worth. Okay. Before you have to change coils yeah. out or before you have to change no, you take the whole tank off. Yeah. Um, okay. Perfect. Perfect. But perfect. Check this out. Tell me what you got. This is only a 0.3%. Okay. So what so are the options that you sell? If I put a 5% in this, it would be unbearable. You could not vape it. I don't care who you are. You could not vape it. Before Drill came out, we had 0, 3, 6, and 12. 12 1.2%. That's what we had. Once in a while, you'd have an 18, 1.8%, but that was for the really low wattage older gentlemen, older women who wanted to have the nicotine hit they used to for the past 50 years with a cigarette. But 90% of the vapors are a 6 milligram and under. Then Juul came out. 59%. 48%. Which was triple what we were used to at that point in time. And they made it, because here's the deal. This is about the same size as a Juul. Okay, you are holding up a standard a pen. pen. A pen. A little bigger than a pen, but about the same thing, okay? So if you're a high school student, can you see it on me? Absolutely not. Just okay. put it in your pocket. Now, is that easier to hide? Man, it looks like you have a brick in there. So you see a problem with that. Also, with the jewel, you can hit it, hold it in, one, two, three, and nothing comes out. You hit something like this, one, two, three, you're still going to get a cloud of vapor. You can't do it in school. Now, here's where it gets fun, and here's where it pisses everybody off. Kids, and I say kids because most adults don't do this, but kids have found a way to open a jewel pod and pour all the nicotine juice out. Now, I'm going to ask you, Bill, what do you think they're putting in that pod? Come on, you want to say it? Uh, vitamins? I thought gummy bears at first, but no. They're gonna get How would they put gummy bears? How do you vaporize gonna, a gummy bear? Equitize it, making jello shots. Kids not discuss that right now. I'll tell you later. All right. But uh, what they're doing is they're then going out on the black market, on the streets. They're buying THC oils. And they're pouring them in their jewels. And then going to class and doing this. The problem is they're not of age to go into a dispensary where it's legal, where the manufacturers of said product are going to be more stringent on what they're doing. Instead, they're buying from, from Bubba Jim over here on the street corner. Bubba Jim's making it in his bathroom. And he's using stuff that shouldn't be found in there. Now, everybody keeps throwing a big fit about dank. Dank cartridges are killing everybody. Dank cartridges are killing everybody. Dank is a box manufacturer. Dank does not make cartridges. Dank makes packages. You can go on Amazon right now on your phone. Type in dank box and you will pull up a whole bunch. Right now, Bill is on his phone. Go to Amazon. Type in D-A-N-K box. All right. On Amazon. Tell me what pops up. I will let you know what I come up with when I get there. Um, dank box. What's the very top thing for some uh, I will let you know in just a moment. Uh, Juicy J wraps. I mean, it's definitely... It's definitely... Packaging. packaging stuff, yeah. What's it cost? Uh, well, uh, okay, so dank boxes didn't come up. What came up were Juicy J wraps and, and different stuff, but I'm sure that I can Google and find all kinds of shit. Um, my big thing is uh, how how do we, like, what do we do going forward? What is, what is your recommendation uh, going forward? Well, here's where a lot of the vapors stand at. Here's where I stand at, okay? With... The government trying to shut down the vape industry, which, mind you, right now, according to Wells Fargo's last statistic, there's 13.5 million vapors in the United States. Okay. If they keep trying to banish vaping and they push this bullshit through, it's going to create the largest black market since the Prohibition era. Now, they say right now... Oh, what'd you find, Bill? Well, it's crazy, because during the Google search of Dank Box, Amazon, uh, the Amazon link came up. Mm -hmm. I click on it, and the craziest thing happens. Sorry, couldn't find that page. 
Sheriff, meet the dogs of Amazon. But I, I clicked on the 500 quantity variety pack. Dang, uh, I, it, that, I didn't well, even get it's, that it's far. about 30 bucks for 500 of them. Okay. Okay, what happens is people buy those, then they buy the little cartomizers. They get off of eBay or they get off of uh, Wish. You know what I mean? Those little empty tanks. Yeah. Then they go and they get themselves a gram of dab. Then they go home and they mix some shit up in their house. They try and figure some and shit they out. they make that one gram bill 30 cartridges. Okay? So let's say a gram costs them 50 bucks. And they're into the boxes, 30. The tank's 20. They're into 100 bucks. And they fill 20 tanks full. By, by the way, Dave and I live in Alaska, so we have no idea um, what these things cost yeah. on the black market in Texas. No. However, these are, these are arbitrary numbers, but I think the, the big point is that like we're, we're talking about product safety. Yes. The, now, but, okay, go ahead. If go. you go on, like, back to the black market thing, they're right now stressing because this is unregulated. We don't know what's in this. The government needs to shut it down, try to figure out what's in this. If you take away these manufacturing facilities that are ISO 7 certified labs, that are FDA compliant labs, making nicotine vape juice for people like myself, I'm not going back to cigarettes. I'll make my own shit, as will everybody else. If they think there's an epidemic now, wait until you got Bubba Jim who realizes, I'm gonna quit making this damn shit, Make some nicotine juice. I can get nicotine off over this website over here. I can get some food grade flavoring over here. Some PG, some VG, and guess what's gonna happen? You're gonna have every kid in their fucking world of the of the U.S. making their own juice, selling to their buddies, make some money. This is gonna create the largest unregulated black market the U.S. has seen. All because they're trying to make money. Because they want to they want to victimize vaping. But <laughs> CNN has came out. CNN of all fucking shithole places. And they did a little, uh, I want to say a little intro for, on their website. Yeah. This says, <clears throat> this vaping epidemic has made vaping politicized. Any senator, governor, mayor, or president that stands against vaping is committing career suicide. Now, mind you, there's 13.5 million vapors in this country. Yeah, it's built to vote. Just wait. How many of us have girlfriends or boyfriends or moms or dads? How many people just have people with ideologies, you know? like. So, therefore, if there's 13.5 million of us, let's say every one of us has three friends that vote. Now you're into almost 40 million voters. People vote when they vote. vote on single-issue problems. Now, with that being said, politicians need to really think hard about what the fuck they're doing to make the money today versus being out of a job tomorrow. Because the beautiful thing is, all these governors, elections are next year. And if you stand on a side against 40 million people, like President Trump, he won, for example, Michigan by 11,000 votes. There's 240,000 vapors in the state of Michigan. Governor Whitmore, a little bitch, and I hope she hears this one day, who just banned all vaping, period. Yeah, she can go to hell. I'm from Michigan, too. That bitch. So tell me what happened in Michigan. Um, she literally overnight shut down the vape industry in Michigan, allowed no flavors at all, and said if you get caught with four more bottles, you will be ticketed for intent to distribute. That's a felony drug possessed charge for containing vape e-juice. I fly to Michigan twice a year to see my family. That's ridiculous. And to know I can't go there now with four balls of juice without going to jail? I wouldn't go. Now, here's the problem. All these states are banning vaping. Everybody's worried about how it impacts the shops, like my shop. If Alaska banned it, how would it impact my bottom line? That's not what bothers me. What bothers me is the guy in the corner who's wanting to quit smoking cigarettes and save his life to be there for his grandkids, who won't have an opportunity for a life-saving device. Instead, he's being told, keep smoking. We want your money. So I'm more concerned with the fact that people that are on it right now to better their lives are being taken away, that our freedoms are being ripped away for money for these politicians. Which is why, in, the, in the November... Tell me. Tell me what you're doing in November. Going to Washington, D.C., to the Ellipse Park... 
the 9th. I believe it's the 9th at uh, noon. Let me check my calendar. Yeah. Sorry, it's been a busy week here. It is the 9th, yes. November 9th, Ellipse Park, Washington, D.C., 200 yards from the White House. We're having a vape rally. We are trying to get as many vapors we can there to stand united, to let them know we are not going to be silenced. We will not just roll over. And if, if I hear from so many other shop owners, well, you know, I'm in Alabama, and it's a long way to D.C., I'm flying from fucking Alaska. My shop ain't paying for this. I am because I love this industry. I'm paying for my hotel room. I'm bringing an entourage of people from Alaska with me. And you can't drive for... It's a 13-hour drive, you, you fucking selfish bitch. This is, our, this is our business. This is our livelihood. This is an industry which we love and want people to have for years to come to help. The goal for vaping... Right now, our country is at the lowest tobacco rate it's ever seen. And I won't be happy until I hit to zero. I smoked for 16 years. I could barely breathe walking out of my house. And they're going to take this away from me, which made my life better? No. And I got enough vape stuff in my house. I'll live. I'll vape for another 20 years without a problem. I'm not worried about me. What about the guy in the corner here who wants to quit smoking cigarettes, wants to be there for his grandkids? Our gun wants to take away his right so he can pad their pockets. So there, there are a couple of different arguments that can be made, like the all personal choice, like he, this person decided to pick up smoking, they could have decided to pick up vaping long ago. I think, I think the, the problem for me is the taking away choice. Yes. Like that's taking away options arbitrarily uh, because information is being misrepresented intentionally by people whose lives and careers are based on intentionally misinforming us. So the, the bigger issue that I have with the, 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 you know, bigger than the vaping issue is the way that, that this, the media intentionally uh, manipulates information in the way that it's presented. And it's presented to the only people who still watch these, these TV shows where they know they're being lied to. And that's this this primary market of voters who are who are older folks that are easily scared by things that they don't understand. So so then it goes to people who are our age and younger actually getting involved locally. We had something like seventeen percent local turnout for the last election. Seventeen percent. There was um, in the city of Soldatna, there was a crazy percentage. It was like twenty percent difference between. Uh, uh, the winner um, of a particular campaign, Dave Carey, and his opponent, Pamela Parker. It was a ridiculous number, like 20%, but it was only like 50 voters. So if when we have a, a situation like that, we can affect the change locally. Mm -hmm. the, the problem is, in, in this case, there's so much mass, uh, mass misinformation that just kind of gets spread out and it's accepted by people who tell us that they know what's best for us. Uh, who, meanwhile, get all of their information from the same five people who are documented liars. I had a phone call. Tell me about your phone call. I don't too much information, but I had a lady call my shop. And you, you know how you can tell someone's age by their voice kind of a little Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a rather elderly woman. Okay. She how do you know she wasn't drunk? She wasn't. I could tell her voice was clear. She wasn't slurring her words. She was very well. Maybe she was seasoned. Maybe. What she said was, hello, is the owner of the business there? I said, yes, ma'am, I'm the owner. How can I help you? How do you sleep at night? She asked me. On a bed full of money. And I kind of just got real quiet. And I was like, excuse me? She goes, you are selling bottles of death to the youth. You are killing people one bottle at a time. If you do not cease and stop selling your favorite products in this great community tonight, my lawyer will contact you and pursue you for murder charges for every bottle of juice you've ever sold. And I said, ma'am, very plenty. I swear on my daughter. I said, very plenty. Ma'am, can I ask you a question? And she goes, no, I watch CNN. Click. Usually I let that go. You know, I'm like, oh, well, just whatever. I wants to let her go off, whatever. But the fact that I sat there and heard her chew me out, had her screaming in the phone, and I asked her very nicely, can I ask you a question? And she refused to hear me out. Had me upset for most of the day. 
What? It's just a respect thing. If, I, if I'm courteous and let yeah. you yell at me, you should be courteous and me ask you a question about it. And she didn't. But the fact that she told me, I watch CNN, that's your first mistake. <laughs> you're, you're watching what, you're, you're getting told what they want you to hear, not the truth. And that's and that's but that's any and let's let's let me clarify that's that any that's any station that's Fox News that's CNN that's MSNBC Everything. that is anybody that I mean really like that's anyone selling a lot of advertising because it it becomes an agenda it becomes what are you trying to cover and are you willing to who are you willing to to prostitute your advertising conscious out to um, I personally was excited to find out all these big media big news media outlets yeah. Are going to be at the rally in D- in November in DC. I'm kind of curious of how they're planning on twisting our words and we're holding big signs. And right now, the number one thing trending for us hashtag we vape, we vote. Every vapor that's been crushing the social media hashtag we vape, we vote. That's been on the news. It's been on everywhere. Every time you go anywhere, it says, vapors going irate. Hashtag we vape, we vote. Trump was on board about banning vaping. The next day, one of the Facebook groups, I'm part of, I'm not going to say their name right now, but if you're a vapor, you'll know which Facebook group it is, said crush the phones at the White House. We called so frequent, so much, they shut the phones down into the White House for three days. Went on Fox News, MSNBC, NBC, CNN. Stop calling the White House. We get it. We still call. We have bombarded Trump's Instagram, his Twitter, to where he first came out, we're going to ban vaping to maybe I'm going to back up a little bit. Yeah, and I, and I go back to, to the five flavors thing. You're going to go back to uh, five, the, the only five flavors you're going to be able to do, and they'll word it so that it's only available in a pod system. Um, so that, like the same way that um, it becomes, it's it's more inconvenient. It's more inconvenient to you for you now to roll your own cigarettes than it is to just go buy a pack. Um, well, right now, and they'll make it. They'll make it the same way for vaping. And all the states that are banning it, they're banning all flavors but straight tobacco. Now, L.A. County had a funny little haha moment. Part of the MSA thing is you can't ban cigarettes. You know, it's kind of a thing they threw in there. You can't mm-hmm. ban L.A.'s senator, you know, the guy in charge of L.A. County, he banned everything besides straight tobacco. The mayor. The, ma- the person in charge. Mayor, okay. senator, whatever he is. The one of, a, of, of L.A. County. He said he signed a bill, executive order, which they've all been doing, to ban everything besides straight tobacco flavors. Now, other states have said, we'll ban all e-juice flavors other than straight tobacco. Except New York, they said straight tobacco or menthol, and at the same time, the exact same breath said 80% of kids vape menthol but left on the market. Go figure that. But when the governor or senator or mayor, whoever it was, of LA came out and said, I'm gonna ban everything but tobacco flavors, the vape industry got quiet, and we just stared at him. As he signed that bill into effect. Because you know what that did, Bill? Hmm. That outlawed Newports, Camel Crush, Camel Menthol, Marb Silvers, Newports, all cools. All New- became- Newport has a non-menthol. I will okay. say that. I don't know why. I don't know. I, I used to smoke Newports. I don't know why they ever had a non-menthol Newport. Like, no it one asked matter. for it. No. Nobody asked for it. Nobody that ever smoked a Newport was like, mm, I wonder what this would taste like without the menthol. Not a, not a single fucking person. So think about how the big tobacco are feeling now. They're being banned in L.A. All those menthol cigarette companies are not pissed. That violates the MSA. Hmm. wonder how that's going right now with the lawyers that admit they're suing California. Uh-huh. Or other states like Washington that came out. In Washington, banned vaping. Yeah. Which, by the way, Jay Inslee's a, a fucking idiot. With less than a 24-hour notice. Now, that's not as bad as the fucking cock gobbler of Massachusetts. He came out, or she came out, I don't know which one it is, 
I like that. But let me just say that it, I, I'm, I like that it doesn't matter when you refer to them as a cock gobbler. I'm, I'm not biased like that. Yeah. You ready for this shit, Bill? Give it to me. This shit blew my mind. They came out and said in six hours, vaping products are pulled from the market in Massachusetts. Isn't it supposed to be a free market in America? They pulled everything off the shelves. They sent police in to confiscate all merchandise. Is that like better shit than you in Massachusetts? Like, they have one of the highest rates of opiate addictions in the country. But that, fuck that. Vaping. Because you know what? Yo, we're, Money. By, by the way, uh, by the way, uh... STDs? Man, yeah. that, yet another thing to cover. <coughs> um... All right, calm down, Bill. Said STDs are coughing. Got me scared. Whew. But it's because just that's that's not how STDs are transmitted, sir. Not by coughing. I'm doing it wrong, then. Clearly. Um, but for me, it's Washington State Bandit. Enzy came out and said I'm banning all flavors. But and they're doing it. And the thing above me is most. If you believe, Bill, this is say, we live in the wonderful world of Bill. Okay. Okay. You're the president, Bill. President Bill. Bill Land. Okay. And you thought realistically. This product was killing people. How long would you ban it for? I'd ban it. Period. I'd fucking ban it. Um, why, would, why would you just ban it for 120 days? Or ban it for 90 days? I don't know. And here's the better part. Most of these states that are banning e-juice are banning sales in their state. They're closing down brick and mortars. They're not banning online sales. So you can still get it delivered. Certain states you can't. Massachusetts you can't. Washington you can't. Oregon you can't. Uh, yeah, it's Michigan great. you can't. Can I tell you why Massachusetts is, like, that Massachusetts is involved in any of this bullshit is confusing to me. and But yet at the same time not. Like, it's the same state that gave us the Revolutionary War. Like... Uh, no taxation without representation. It gave us guys like Crispus Attucks who, who died uh, for this country uh, over over lack of representation. And they, the, their governor is snatching up uh, vapes, closing down brick-and-mortar stores, um, and they tax fucking everything. Everything in Massachusetts is taxed to the nth degree. Uh, and it's not about convenience there. It's about taxing the shit out of you for being there. Welcome to Massachusetts. Give me your money. But that's just that. All right. Trying to pull this up. Here we go. Well, that sounds kind of dirty. Yeah. All right. What you got? States that in our nation update from vape ban fronts. Massachusetts full ban of all products effective immediately for four months. Hmm. New York, the ban is suspended. Why, you may ask? Because we pursued it in court and we have lawyers that have tied it up to where they can't ban it in New York currently. Washington State, banned four months. October 9th went into effect. Rhode Island, flavor ban. October 1st for four months. Michigan, flavor ban. October 2nd, six months. Oregon, flavor ban. Effective today, six months. Connecticut, ban proposed. Ohio, ban proposed. Utah, vape reform law. All Utah said was, you gotta buy it from a vape shop, you gotta be 21, and you better not fucking sell it in minute range, you'll be fucking you'll be arrested. You know what's great, real quick, is Alaska has zero, zero well, injuries. Yeah. Iowa, vape ban proposed. Jersey, Vape ban proposed. Illinois ban proposed. Maine ban proposed. California ban proposed. Montana ban proposed. All these states, every okay, they said that 49 states have had 49 states and two territories have had a vape injury due to vaping. Alaska, nah, really strange. Because up here we don't give two shits. Well. We also have uh, legal recreational cannabis. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have a smaller market that's, that's much more, uh, it's much harder to abuse. Uh, and so, while I think, uh, you know, I hate regulation, I hate overregulation. I think that the state of Alaska is, is doing it better, clearly much better than, than a lot of these other states. Um, 
I gotta get going. I gotta do yeah. dad shit. You gotta do fucking save my business from well, the to... destruction of the universe and some corporate thieves. And a half hour shit. church meeting to some pastor. Wait, you've been speaking like a like a filthy, filthy drunken sailor. I get pissed off when it comes to this shit. It's okay. You're supposed to. If you have to have something that that, that gets your blood flowing, man. Thank you so much for it your time. Does, and it, it, I will bring my, my phone down, Bill. And for your listeners. Stay tuned because I'm down in DC. I'm gonna get lots of interviews, and Patrick here will have you go through and do your editing guru. And you'll have a lot of uh, interviews from a lot of important people down in DC. Sounds good. All right, man. Have a great evening. As per 3AAC 306.360 Alaska Marijuana Control Board Cannabis Use Warning, marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older. Keep out of reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Red Run Cannabis Company License 3A10056. Red Run Cannabis Cultivators License 4A10052. Red Run Cannabis Cultivators License 5A19372. 5455 Kenai Spur Highway. 12156 Kenai Spur Highway, Kenai, Alaska 99611.